Hello, greetings and welcome to the broadcast. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and today I have with me Mary Bowden. Mary Bowden is an amazing woman of God who is not taking a stance of, oh, that's someone else's problem. She literally is grabbing the bulls by the horn, if you will, and addressing some critical issues that we need to talk about. Uh, Mary is the founder of, uh, oh, I'm having a brain fluff here and I lost that's my- That's okay. Dance awareness, no child exploited. Yes. And the reason I got a little befuddled there is because we were having some conversation before the broadcast and we're highly concerned about the youth of today, the children of today, and how they're being exploited through dance, culture, music, and so forth. And so Mary is a specialist in that area. So Mary, can you tell them a little bit about uh, why you started this foundation or why you started this journey? Well, uh, I want to let your listeners know that I love dance. Uh, yes. I uh, had uh, dance lessons started 11 years of age, and I begged my parents for uh, many years before that uh, to have dance lessons. And boy, oh boy, when I started, they they really um, affected my life in a positive way. I call that healthy dance. Yes. And um, and then uh, gradually, I got a BA in modern dance from the University of California at Riverside, and then a master's in worship with an emphasis in dance um, from uh, a school in Fullerton, Hope International University. And then I wrote a book about Christian dance ministry. So I'm all about healthy dance, and I love it. Oh my goodness. I wish you were in the Middle Tennessee area. <laughs> so tell us, what does DA Semical and NCE stand for? Well, I was going to go back to that. Uh, <laughs> it's an acronym for Dance Awareness No Child Exploited. And mm -hmm. uh, we just uh, say the word dance, and you know, like, people kind of perk up when they hear that. And they usually ask, what, the, what does it mean? And so we're able to then uh, help them out and educate them. Mm -hmm. It's so important because we are seeing children uh, exploited on the internet, uh, in the schools, cheerleading squads, dance teams. We're seeing this even, unfortunately, I, it's sad to say, I've seen some inappropriate things in the church. Yeah. And so how, um, when did you first notice this trend in hypersexualization of children uh, in how did, how did that happen? When did you first notice that? Well, my eyes were uh, first opened about, 10 or 15 years ago, a young lady that I had choreographed for a children's musical in our church grew up and she said, uh, would you come and see my dance concert at my college uh, that was in the nearby area? And I said, sure, I'd love to do that. And I went to this concert and I was absolutely shocked. Now it was a student run concert. It was not a faculty run concert. So I want to give that caveat. Um, but there were catcalls and hoots and hollers and hypersexualized dance after hypersexualized dance after hypersexualized dance. And I, I, I really couldn't believe what I was seeing. But I thought, you know, these kids um, are 18. They can make their own choices. I guess there's nothing I can do about it. Until I began to see those kind of dances at June dance recitals for high school for junior high, for elementary school children, and then unfortunately and, and incredibly for preschool. And so something I realized as a dance educator, someone that loves dance, something has really changed in our culture. And we've had a cultural shift 
from healthy educational children's dance to harmful hypersexualized children's dance in adult costumes, choreography, and music. And uh, the media culture portrays children as many adults because they want to make money, right? Right. And uh, so we're blurring the lines between childhood and adulthood, and we're normalizing what is not normal. Ooh, absolutely. I've seen this myself. I have grandchildren and um, I've seen a major difference. We had to search long and hard to find a dance studio that literally did not have inappropriate um, dance attire, music even. Um, and there was a hip hop class that my granddaughter was wanting to take, but uh, I wasn't even sure of, the, of how that dance would look and what would be, you know, with that. So we declined that. And I'm not saying that that's not a good form of creativity, but I'm saying the music plays a huge role. Uh, lyrics and many times parents or others they kind of tune out the lyrics and it's getting yeah. into their ear gates and it's just like oh they're so cute look at them and it's not cute it's not cute it's um setting yeah. the stage so i know that you are very um very aware of, of research and you base everything on research and i so yeah. respect that because yeah. we're, listen y'all we're not talking opinions here we're talking about stats we're talking about um yeah. you know the official things that are coming out based on the apa so how does the american uh, psychological association define um this and what are they saying about this well, the, the American Psychological Association defines hypersexualization in four ways. They say that a girl or boy is sexualized if they're valued only for their sexual appeal or behavior, uh, when their physical attractiveness is equated with being sexy, when they're made into uh, an object, or when uh, sexuality is inappropriately imposed on them. So we have a clear definition and uh, it's a research definition, but I can also add to that, that a lot of um, people don't realize, but we've had additional research come out and sh show through stats that when a child is hypersexualized, they're looked on as unintelligent, mm -hmm. uh, that they don't have dignity, that they don't have a moral base. And the next step, if, if uh, those criteria are met is that we turn a child into an object. And once you turn somebody into an object and you dehumanize them, right? of course you can use them uh, for your own ends. And uh, often that leads to violence, uh, mistreatment, abuse, all kinds of things that are inappropriate. Oh my goodness. This is such a valuable uh, information. If you're watching this on the replay, if you're watching this live, I want you to share this out with people because we all should be very, very concerned about what we're seeing, whether you are a parent or a grandparent or whether you're just a mentor, an educator. This is something that we all need to be talking about. And I'm so grateful, Mary, that you are doing this. You are sounding the alarm. You are equipping people. And on her website, there are so much great free resources. So you need to take advantage of that. You need to add it to your favorite so that you can go back and check and as things change and so forth. So can you tell us a little bit about the difference between the types of dance, like, you know, the traditional, I mean, there's so many benefits to dance. I love to dance. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. maybe 58 years old, but by golly, I love yeah. to dance for the Lord. And so tell us the difference um, of what healthy educational dance versus the research is coming out about this harmful hyper-sexualized uh, dance. 
Well, the research is real clear on the alignment uh, in healthy dance of mind, body, and spirit. Um, and so a child that is in a dance studio that um, projects and teaches healthy dance is going to grow in confidence. They're going to have wonderful socialization. They're going to have an awareness of who they are as a human being. And they're going to begin to listen to an inner voice inside their heart is what I say, so that they can say no to drugs or they can say no to other uh, kinds of activities that aren't good for them. So um, it's a really wonderful activity if you're in a healthy dance environment. And Maggie, I wanna commend you for noticing and choosing a healthy dance studio for your grandkids. Mm -hmm. Many, many people are unaware that there is harmful dance and there is healthy dance. Yeah. And those two terms, I try to really bring in to conversation so that people become aware of them. Now in harmful dance, there are researched outcomes that are um, just as important although they're negative. For instance, uh, we have codependence, we have eating disorders, we have uh, creates a rape culture, poor academics, uh, cerebral bre uh, brain research is affected, um, objectification, dehumanization, uh, trauma with all the, the uh, ingredients that most uh, people know about from nightmares to uh, just low self-esteem. And so all these things work together to affect kids either in healthy dance positively or harmful dance negatively. And if I can, I'd like to share a simplified definition of healthy and harmful dance. Yes, please. Uh, I always say in healthy dance, which equals educational dance, children look like children. Yes. In age-appropriate costumes, choreography, and music, usually accompanied by a great sense of joy. But mm -hmm. in harmful dance, which equals hypersexualized dance, children look like adults. In adult costumes, choreography, and makeup, usually accompanied by adult hairstyles and adult makeup. So you can see that's a very simplified way to see it. But it's been helpful for people that say, well, I don't. I don't know how I can distinguish between healthy and harmful dance. So just think, does a child look like a child? It's probably healthy dance. Do they look like an adult? It's probably harmful dance. Wow, that's a great measuring stick to be able to do that. Because I know whenever I was going in interviewing the directors of the dance studios and, and looking at, you know, looking specifically for this, because I was totally aware of, of where we are at in culture, uh, ask those difficult questions. You know, how do I know that my, my child is going to be safe in this environment from, you know, what we're seeing? And even go as far as go to, you know, really dig deep on their websites, look at previous titles, look at how the kids are are dressed, uh, drop in and visit whenever, you know, they're, you know, Maggie, you have all the tips that I give. I mean, you've done a great job. Uh, well, really it is important. Have to dig. You cannot think you just drop your child off at the dance studio and they, and you pick them up and they just did some movement. Um, it's very clear that many dance studios are hypersexualizing kids. Absolutely. Now, some do it ignorantly. Some do it intentionally. 
Yes. And sometimes I have to say, it's not the, the dance people that want to do that. Parents pressure a dance studio to hypersexualize children because they think it's cute. So I'm seeing uninformed, ignorant adults in all categories. Yes. And that's why on Dance Awareness, we have materials for dance educators. We have them for parents. Uh, we have them uh, for dancers. So uh, you really do have to check things out. And I will tell you, we have a free ebook on danceawareness.com with only four chapters. It's 14 pages long. What's the new trend in children's dance? How to choose a healthy dance studio, folks. Uh, Maggie just shared a lot of the tips on, on that one. Just a couple. Um, there's more. You need to read this book. Yeah, and then how to avoid a harmful dance studio. And then what are the steps that you can educate a dance studio owner that you think would be open uh, to the research and what it says about hypersexualization? And I've had some parents um, educate their dance studio owner with that information. That's just 14 pages long, so it's not too long. Plus, it has a deeper definition of hypersexualization. I just gave you the simplified version. It has a deeper one that was created by an organization called YPAD, Youth Protection Advocates and Dance, who certify dance studios and help them understand this uh, issue of hypersexualization and that it really is abuse. It is. It is. Yeah, we have to protect the kids. You know, the culture is at them day and night, doesn't stop. The enemy is after them. Uh, it is, we have got to take a stand against these type of things. I'm so grateful for what you're doing. Um, and it doesn't even end with dance, too. We're talking cheer, gymnastics, uh, yeah. you know, all of these type of things where it's, it's infiltrating in. I want to add something, if I may. Uh, if you are someone like Mary, who's passionate about dance and educated in dance, and, you know, maybe you majored in college, but you never did anything with that. If God is calling you to open a studio to bring in, because there are parents out there that are looking, I know how hard yeah. it was here in this yeah. community. And we found an amazing dance studio. I mean, but I, I was so impressed and, and, but, but that's not the case in every city. And so if you are called to open a dance studio with these standards of purity and education and the art of dance being able to come forth the way it was intended, just do it. Stop. I don't know who that's for. I don't even know why I had to say that, but I really feel like there's someone out there that is sitting on the seat saying, well, you know, I don't have time to walk in my calling. If you are called to manage a dance studio uh, in an appropriate way, please step out. God's got yeah, you. And, I can add to that and say, email me, mary yeah. at danceawareness.com, and I'll give you some support in that and some resources in that. And parents, I really exhort you, as you heard Maggie give us that wonderful example of how she checked out dance studios. I'm saying to people, you just have to do that. You have to do that with the food you eat. You have to do that when you choose the time you're going to go to bed so that you're rested the next day. Yes. Life is full of choices. And one of the educational outcomes for dance awareness is to educate caring adults about the differences between healthy and harmful dance with informed choice. So yes. you have to have informed choice. And that means you're going to talk to people. You're going to look at the pictures. You're going to check out the videos and don't think, oh, well, my child's only six. They won't be affected by the hypersexualization because folks, 
the research says that children copy what they see. This That's is right. called mirror neurons. And when a little person sees the older girls doing something at the recital, they want to do it too. And pretty soon you have a problem on your hands. So just because your child is six or seven and you think you don't need to worry about that yet, they will be influenced yes. by older kids. So any studio that takes children and puts them in adult material is on the big wrong track. So yes. pull them out. Yes, I'm gonna add, if you are a grandparent, um, you know, the reason I went and did that is because I understand, we understand as parents how busy you are. We understand you're tending to your house, you're, you're maybe have a career, uh, you're, you're under a great amount of pressure. If you're a grandparent, rise up and help. Um, that's what I did with my grandchildren's mother. I know she was busy. I gathered all the data. I went and interviewed. I wrote a little report and said, yeah. here's what we have, you know. Um, and so I did not make the final decision on where they went, but I was able to present the data to where she could make it at that. So, you Know, be a support system to someone you know, especially if you're aware that they are in a toxic situation of dance or in on a uh, cheer situation. Um, uh, you know, we've dealt with that too. And uh, some of the things, it's just awful, absolutely awful. My goodness, this is such good stuff, you guys. And I want you to know right now that we're going to have Mary back because we're going to go even deeper. We're going to talk about what is happening governmentally in the next episode, all kinds of information so that you can take a stand, you can support and make sure that you know, because there is stuff that needs to take place to protect all of us. And if we stick our head in the sand and pretend like we don't, you That's know, right. there's nothing we can do, then we will not see change. And, uh, you know, my... I, I won't go too far with that, but I just want to, if that's you, please take heed to what we're saying. So, you know, Mary, there is so much stuff that we're going to be covering, and I'm so grateful for how you've put your heart and soul and God has called you to this. I just want to talk a little bit about, because I'm really concerned about porn. And, you know, I was we were talking in the green room before. I know the stats from 2019 was the average age is nine uh, when kids would see porn. And the, and the problem is, is those are old stats. And, you know, now we got seven-year-olds walking around with little computer devices and everybody's right. exposed. So what are you seeing as far as um, whenever it comes to the connection between um, porn, the public health issue of this, and what three uh, words connect the dots in the cultural trend? Well, I always say when I speak that the uh, three words I see that really are affecting dance and other forms of uh, entertainment for children, like cheerleading and, uh, you know, just, just uh, you know, the, 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 the way they see the world and relationships and the words are the Internet, media and the porn industry. All three of those entities are portals uh, that are twisted in to the gateway for CSAM. CSAM is child sexual abuse material. And um, we, we just in dance are seeing a great amount of predators who watch the videos that are uploaded uh, by little un, unknowing, naive children in hypersexualized dance, and then they're uploaded by these predators into porn sites. And then often the, the predators will contact that child, that innocent child, unbeknownst to their parents. And uh, actually, that just happened in my own personal neighborhood a couple of weeks ago. And so we all think it's not going to happen to us. And our child would never do that. But of course, that's not true. Uh, children have no concept of things unless 
they are articulated and taught by parents. And so they don't know what's good for them. They don't know what's bad for them. They'd probably choose to have uh, cake every day for every meal. Uh, but we know that's not good for them. So um, there is, predators are going younger and younger and younger uh, for children because they know they're the most vulnerable. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This is such an important uh, topic. And, uh, you know, I'm so thankful uh, for all the information you're giving us. So if you're watching this and you're going, wow, that's a lot, I want you to watch it on the replay. I want you to go back and watch it again and share it uh, with everyone that you know, because um, you can't say, once you've heard this, you can't say that you don't know. And uh, so we have to take a stand, whether you're a parent or not. Uh, I know educators are in a rock and a hard place because the culture is in the schools uh, and even some of the school activities, um, you know, like we talked about cheer and dance and things like that in the schools uh, are really inundated with it. And so get involved as well in your schools um, as well. So how can a parent um, really know um as far as the concerns, um, they're they're out there, and there's a why is there such a low awareness of the negative effects of uh, this hypersexualization of dance uh, that has on children? Why why is that out there? Is there? I know you have your organization, and I know that you know why is there such a lack of informed um, parents on this topic? Well, I think the um, the internet came in about twenty years ago, and no one knew. What was going to happen with the internet? Uh, that was in uh, uh, 1996. The Communications Decency Act was passed, and at that time, the internet wasn't regulated, and uh, because they didn't know what would happen with this new thing that had been created. Well, the lack of regulation is what started the internet, the media, and the porn industry making money off kids and adults. Yes. And meanwhile, the parents are busy. As we all know, you know, you get up, you get your kids to school, you do this, you do that, you do this, you do that, you go to soccer practice, uh, you pick them up from school, you take them here, you take them there, you then go home and fix dinner, and it's time for bed and homework, and then you do it again. And so I really have no fingers of shame to point at people in that I think there is a lot of ignorant people that are just uneducated. I've mentioned that before. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think parents just don't have the awareness to really see. And just like that dance concert I went to, mm -hmm. I suddenly saw what was going on and I was shocked. And I think if you really open your, your eyes and your ears and start looking for hypersexualized material in the culture, uh, you're going to see what I see and what Maggie sees. And um, it's not going to go away until we say no. Yes. yes. It's not going to disappear. Mm -hmm. We all want it to not be there. But we have to take action. And uh, the first action point you take is to identify the problem. You have to know the differences between healthy and harmful dance. Uh, you have to make uh, informed choices. And then you have to communicate with the people in your relational world to know about this issue. And uh, I know it's difficult. I know pornography is probably not your favorite thing or hypersexualized sexual materials. Uh, but 
that's why Dance Awareness was created. We have materials on our website, short videos. We have some trailers that are excellent um, that will educate your friends. What if you have a friend who's going to a hypersexualized dance studio? You mm -hmm. have to bring it up. You can say, oh, look what I saw. Uh, and I heard on this program about dance awareness, no child exploited, and I, I learned about healthy or harmful dance. You should take a look at this and see what, what's going on here. And so the materials say it for you. And I'm going to yeah. reinforce that everything is research-based. Yes. Uh, that we have in those trailers. We also have experts with 30-second uh, sound bites. You can share those on social media. And um, we, uh, we just want to support you and help you in all the ways that we can so that you can not only educate yourself, but you can educate others. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. My goodness, this is so good. I just can't even, you know, when in the green room, we already decided we're gonna have to do a second broadcast because there's so much information. And I want to equip you all with that. And uh, I am very, Mary, You, we don't know each other very well. We met at NRB this last year. Yeah. And I was on my way running late to uh, to meet someone. But I came by and I was like, I have to stop by for there. And I was just like, <laughs> I, I didn't even, I didn't, hadn't even researched you. And I, I generally don't do that. I usually find out who someone is, what they're all about. But all, I looked right at the topic and I was like, I want to talk to her. I want to interview her. I want to get her in front of as many people as possible because what you're doing is so vital. So if you could Thank leave you. the audience with the key, what would that key be? Well, the key You've given us a bunch. Yeah, there's a bunch, but the key would be to educate yourself. And then I would want to challenge you to share with five to 10 people in your relational world, share with them danceawareness.com so that they can be educated and you challenge them to share with five to 10 people in their relational world. Now I know we're all busy, but you, uh, all of you know, five to 10 people in your relational world, could be your neighbors, could be your family members, could be your best friend who lives in another state because we all got Zoom now. Right. But uh, it's really important for this material to get out. And I'm going to uh, reassert that it's free. Excellent. Thank you so very much. And I put the website up here. If you're listening to this on an audio broadcast, it is a danceawareness.com. And uh, I encourage you to get the resources, share the resources. Like she said, it is important. It only takes a few minutes and it could change someone's life and protect a child from future dangers, as well as future psychological issues from being made uh, into and dehumanized into the state. It's just so incredibly sad what we are seeing. So I'm definitely going to have Mary back. We're going to talk about what you can do uh, as a parent or educator or leader in your community to, to really be aware that there are people taking a stand on this. Uh, we cannot just sit back anymore and say that we you know, didn't know. I think it was uh, William Wilberforce that said, made the statement that you know, once you see it, once you know about it, you just can't, you just can't act like it, it doesn't exist. It exists and it's not going to get better. Uh, it will get worse and less people like you, number one, pray, uh, support agencies and then people like Mary that are getting out there and gathering the information and helping us to sort through this. We know it's difficult being a parent. Uh, we are definitely not pointing fingers here. We are all in the same boat together. Uh, I agree. The internet took us by storm. We didn't, we had no idea the ramifications of what we would be dealing with and little kids walking around with these devices and everyone, um, you know, 
twisting yeah. and and perverting uh, innocence and taking their innocence. So yeah, yeah, so, very very much so. Yes, I want to thank you so much, Mary, for taking the time, and I can't wait for our next broadcast. Well, it's been a pleasure to be with you and uh, all of the viewers out there. And uh, please feel free to email me at mary at danceawareness.com. I would love to hear from you. I love it. I love it. I love it. So we'll let you know when the broadcast date is set for the next one. And uh, make sure that you take notes because when she was, I was talking to her earlier and I'm like, okay, wait, what, what's the name of that act? <laughs> what, what can I do? You want to make sure that you are informed and be able to help others with the resources available at Dance Awareness. And we will see you next time here on Keys to Your Best Life. God bless. Thank you.